Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome along to another Going Greyhound show on this Tuesday morning. It's been a, a big, big week on and off the track the past seven days uh, in Greyhound Racing. And the biggest of those off-track news was the uh, announcement over the weekend that Greyhound Racing New South Wales CEO Tony Mestroff will be leaving Greyhound Racing to take up the, the CEO role at the Manly Sea Eagles uh, in the NRL. So uh, very big news there. We also found out that uh, New South Wales superstar Wow has run his last race and he will now head off to start. What a superstar he was. He won 31 of his 57 starts. He won the Group 1 Temley. He won the Gosford Cup. He won back-to-back Goulburn Cups and he was also, of course, runner-up in the Easter Egg, and he retires with just under $400,000 in prize money. He was, a, he was a genuine star wow, and he was one of those greyhounds that captured a, a wider audience as well. As far as on the track, we saw Heats of the Fire bulk it under, uh, the Thunderbolt get underway at Gunnedah, and Wagga, that action also will continue over the next week. We had the running of the Beef Wheat Cup, which was won by Integrity Mate. We'll chat with his trainer, Alan Hilsinger, uh, uh, on this morning's show, we also had the Graham Hull Memorial Wagga Gold Cup. Uh, the heats were run of that on the weekend, and it was Victoria to the fore with Corey and Samantha Grenfell preparing all three winners, including Ozo Bale, who will be out to defend his crown this week. It's also got feature racing at Gosford tonight, the, runner of, uh, the running of the gold mine. And then later this week, the action turns to the gardens, where heats of the $500,000 to the winner, seven of a 7.50 will be run and won. And then on Sunday, uh, there's some stars heading up to Gunnedah for four heats of the time-honoured Chief Havoc Cup. So, got a big show this morning. We'll be chatting with Frank Hurst very shortly to talk about Sound of Silence and a couple of his other uh, greyhounds in his kennel. But firstly, Sound of Silence at the Gardens uh, last week. Racing. Miss Esme second away. Cool Burbsky beat it out. Miss Esme now goes up to challenge Sound of Silence into third, followed by Gypsy Wyong. Super Estrella a little bit deep at that point and a really packing field and Ziggy Stardust back at the tail. Miss Esme hit the lead as they pass the judge a lap out. Sound of Silence gets within a neck of it now. They're four in front of Cool Burbsky, Super Estrella, Gypsy Wyong and Ziggy Stardust back at the tail. Into the back and it's Miss Esme and Sound of Silence together. Tacking on nicely as Super Estrella. They're well clear of Cool Burbsky, Gypsy Wyong, Ziggy Stardust. Off the back, Miss Esme. On its outside, Super Silence. Super Estrella joining in. Sound of Silence hit the lead. Super Estrella goes to second. Sound of Silence in front. Sound of Silence. Wins over Super Estrella. Cool Burbsky got up for third. Next in then came uh, Miss Esme, who just knocked up the last little bit. So there we had Sound of Silence victorious at the Gardens in a very hot staying race uh, last Thursday. He, of course we'll be heading to the 715 and we're joined by his trainer now frank hurst good morning to you frank morning mate how are you yeah i'm not too bad more importantly how did sound of silence come through the the run last week it, it was a terrific win by him wasn't it oh sensational win mate i couldn't believe the toughness he showed like he'd, he'd done all the work attacking this as mate for half of the race and I thought, well, he'd be gone here, they'll have to sit on him, but he just kept finding something. And when the good dogs were running home, he, he sort of held them at bay. So I, I was very, we were all very happy with the run. Yeah, and he he's, we, we've seen him out at the, the staying trips before, and he, he, he's had a number of 
uh, battles with with Super Australia, Super Australia over the journey. She always seemed to have the the wood on him, say eight or nine months ago. Uh, but as we just heard, he was able to turn the tables on her uh, last week. Do you think that's a case of he's just got better as as time has gone on? We've we've seen him back up to the. Uh, the the staying trips at his last couple, and he's been terrific. But before that, he was brilliant at the the six hundred. Do you think he's a much better dog than, say, what he was, say, around August September of last year when he was he he was running second? Seemed like every start to Super Estrella. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? I think he ran second to Super Estrella about six times, mate. But you know, he's matured, and you know, he he won a few. Th- uh, three 700s previously and then we couldn't get a run with him so we switched him back to the sprint and all that but he was always destined to be a stayer he was a bit slow early like all of them and he found the line good so I think he's just matured like he's, he's going sensational now he's running records in trials over 500s and 400s and things like that well he never ever done that before I'll tell you yeah, and touching on that, he, he of course, uh, ran a track record at DAPTO in a trial that it was put on social media, but no names were given, but it got out pretty quickly uh, that it was Sound of Silence. So when, when he's running those track records at the sprint trip, does it then concern you that he might not be able to sustain it for the whole of the 7.15, or, or were you always confident he would run that 7.15 right out? Oh, we're always confident, mate, you know, and look, the good front-running stayers, which he sort of is, you know, they can run fast lines out of the 400 and 500 on their own. They just can't do it in a field because they get cluttered up because they can't lead and they get back a bit and then they've got to come home, you know. So, no, I don't. I I think it's a bonus in being able to run fast lines out of the shorts, mate. Yeah, I, I suppose in 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 the the way that the the landscape of the staying races are at the moment, a lot of the the other dogs that you'll find yourself competing against outside of probably Miss Esme and Super Estrada, they, they probably all lack a little bit of early speed. So, like you just said, if he can find the front, be out running along up front, and it takes luck out of the equation, and he's going to be uh, pretty hard to beat. I would have thought. You must be pleased with the way he's handled uh, the gardens at his two starts up there. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's, he's gone... Well, he's gone... He's nearly run the record there in his two runs. Even when he got beat by Jason's good dog, he only got beat a length or half a length or something and they ran the record or close to it and then then he's run it again the other other day, the other night after doing all the work, you know? So, like, his runs have been sensational, I feel. Yeah, and that must give you great confidence going into the heats this weekend. Oh, uh, well, depends on the box rule, mate. You know? Yeah, as... Box draws <laughs> count for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, touching on good odds, Emma, she was brilliant winning at, at Wentworth Park on Saturday night, 29-61. Uh, there, she's she's going terrific, isn't she? Isn't she? Oh, she's another one in the kennel that's, in, you know, showing a lot more maturity in... She was a bit slow early. Like, I was just putting her through a grade over the 500 with the intention of starting her in the 600s and building her up in distance. But then the last sort of few weeks, she's just improved out of sight. She's showing more speed. She's punching up hard. And 
you know. So the saying this campaign will be put on hold for quite some time, I'd imagine. Yeah, so you'll keep her at, at the sprint trip for now and then if she starts to get a little bit more dower, then look to, to put her over a trip? Oh, yeah. She'll tell us what she wants to do, you know. We'll, we're getting ready for the Oaks at Richmond now. So we're going to keep it fresh for that. She'll, oh, she's been nominated for Saturday night at Wentworth Park, but, you know, yeah, that's, so that's the, that's that's the, the plan end. with her at the moment. Yeah, so that's the immediate plan, the Richmond Oaks with her and... And, and that leads me into Good Odds Cash. She had no luck uh, at Dubbo in the, the Brother Fox where you, you could make a very strong case that if she gets around Fantastic Raven, she most likely goes on to win. That She finished third at Wenny Park last weekend. How did she come through that run at, at Wenny on, on Saturday and uh, where will we see her next? Will she will she go to Richmond as well or is there a chance yeah. we might see her at Gunnedah? Yeah, yeah they'll go. she'll go to Richmond. Yeah, so but, she'll go to... Um, she, she, I don't know, you know, she had a bit of bad luck. She sort of missed the start and got collected early, you know. Missed it a bit and got jammed up and then was five wide and front home pretty good and, and they went very fast up front. Tipping curious, you know, like 29.30 odd. So you're not going to run that, that dog down when he's in front. But... Yeah. Uh, she she seems all right. We've nominated her back for Wendy on Saturday night. We'll see how she goes there. And then we'll work things out. Yeah, I'm but probably, I'm probably certain that you'd love to draw an inside box with her there on Saturday night, wouldn't you? Oh, we always want the inside box, but <laughs> then you still got to have you still got to have the luck, you know. But yep. it sort of puts them where they want to be, you know without having to work too hard to get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she's as as good as she is in, in those sort of big races, the, the box draws just probably deserted her a little bit, hasn't it? And and maybe stopped her from from maybe winning a couple more features. Oh you, yeah. You could say that, you know, but she you know, if they get their chance, you know, she's she's done well. And she'll continue to do well, you know. She chases, so, you know, you take the good with the bad, mate. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm sure there's a good, there's a good race in her uh, coming up, whether it be at Richmond or back at Wentworth Park in the next few months. Uh, she's, a, she's an absolute ripper, that's for sure. Well, firstly, good luck with Sound of Silence this week in the 7.15 heats and then, of course, with Good Odds Emma and Good Odds Cash uh, firstly, uh, this weekend, and then, of course, going to Richmond uh, for the Richmond Oaks series uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So best of luck, Frank, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Thanks, mate. All the best. There, we've, there we had Frank Hurst, who prepares Sound of Silence, who's going to be one of the, the leading contenders in the, the 7.15 at the Gardens, the Heats, uh, this Saturday night. And then, of course, his other uh, star bitches, Good Odds Emma and Good Odds Cash, uh, likely heading to Richmond in a couple of weeks' time. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we chat with Alan Hilsinger, who prepared Integrity Mate to win the Beef Week Cup. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. 
Racing, naughty but nice away, quickly out wide, proficiency shows pace and headed off by quick as wide of it, it'll lead them through the pin, getting through is Integrity made into second, it's on the leaders, back into the back, next was Fast Liar, followed by Naughty but Nice, well back was Rockstar Rebel, followed by Drifting Back was Karinga Lucy, on the side Integrity made, drove to the lead and shot clear, put three on quick as, next Fast Liar, proficiency, but this young gun, Integrity mate, too good in the Beef Week Cup final, beats quick as, Fast Liar, it's tight for fourth. Naughty but nice was there as well as uh, Rockstar Rebel behind those runners. So there we had Integrity Mate taking out the Beef Wheat Cup at Casino last Friday. I think I said prior to the break that Alan Hilsinger trains Integrity Mate. Of course, Robert Andrews is the trainer. Alan owns Integrity Mate. And we welcome Alan to the show this morning. Good morning to you. Hey, Matty. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, Congratulations on the win of Integrity Made in the Beef Week Cup. How, how were the celebrations post-race? Yeah, fantastic, mate. It's uh, the first kind of feature race that we've won uh, together. So, yeah, it was a, a good to kind of break it through. We've had a couple of cracks at a couple of different races and um, break that through was really, really nice. Yeah, I've never been up to Casino for the Beef Week Cup being a, a Victorian before moving to Sydney, but they tell me it was a big week and they get they get a good crowd there on track, so the atmosphere there must have been electric there on Friday. Mate, it was unbelievable. There were about 700, I think, in the end and the fence was lined and just kind of watching that race when they come out of the 484 boxes with that crowd giving a bit of a roar. It kind of had that, that country feel of like the Million Dollar Challenge or the Golden Easter Egg when the, the lid's open and the crowd goes roaring, but for the country, so it was fantastic. The casino and the club's done a fantastic job of, of putting on a really, really good day too. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. I, I remember I was at Dubbo for the Country Classic, and the same thing. Just the that country atmosphere that you get, and and people just enjoying uh, watching what's going on. So I'm sure to win a big feature must have to be must have been a, a big thrill for you. He's been a he's been an absolute ripper already in his career. He's won the the thirteen of twenty three. Just tell us the story about how you came to to get him. I believe you bought him as a pup off Brad Barnes. We did, mate. I actually had connected up with Brad I, I, when I first um, got back into the Greyhounds about three three and a half years ago. I connected up with Brad. He had a, um, a little bitch called um, Let's Win Nilsa, and I purchased that off Brad. And, we had a little bit of fun with her. She was just a play-around dog and stayed in contact with Brad and he reached out to me when he had this litter and said, you know, are you interested in a pup? And at that point, we were starting to go, you know what, we don't want to just have a few. We had some fun dogs, but we wanted to start getting a few young pups and some nice, well-bred pups. And I liked the breeding, so I just bought him and Rob reared him over on um, the property down at Casino for from three months onwards. And when he broke in, we, we knew he was good. We didn't realise how good he actually was until he um, really started getting getting into the racing and um yeah from a young age he's definitely been highly talented he was just very very raw and he's starting to really put it all together which is just fantastic to see and we've got four more of the the next litters out of flying ricardo so if we can get one even remotely close to him it'll be a um a great result yeah i'm sure well uh being by flying ricardo if they've, they've got his speed um yeah you, you might you might just have a, a good one in amongst uh that litter now we have we haven't seen him sort of down this way close close to Sydney. Most of his races have been over the four hundred four fifty. Uh, he stepped up to the four eighty four uh, through the Beef Week Cup and, and seemed to handle that okay. Is will we see him uh, come to town anytime soon? Yeah, great question. It's actually I spent the morning chatting to Rob. We we were in a dilemma 
this morning as to which way to go. There's so much racing on at the moment, and we were tossing up whether we, we drop back and go for the Thunderbolt or whether we head over to Gunnana for the Cup or, or Richmond. And at this stage, it looks like we're going to go to the Thunderbolt initially, and then um, it'll be 5.20 from there. It was one of those one of those things where it's on your home track. I think if it wasn't at Grafton, we probably would have bypassed that and then um, headed towards the Richmond Derby. So we'll go to the Thunderbolt, and if he happens to make the final of the Thunderbolt, then unfortunately we'll miss the Richmond Derby because it clashes time-wise. Uh, if for some reason he didn't make the final of the Thunderbolt, then um, we'll kind of realign and, and head towards Richmond for the Richmond Derby, and then um, and then for sure he'll be heading to the city after that. We're, we're confident he'll run the 520, but he's still unknown over the 520 as far as racing goes. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting to have a challenge where you know, you've got so many options. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And I, I like you just said, a, a race like the the Thunderbolt, so uh, so much prize money, I suppose, on your home doorstep is it's it's almost yeah. too good too good not to have a go at, I suppose. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, again, I'm not sure if it's ideal necessarily going back to three fifty, but I mean, he holds the first rec- section record over the four hundred and fifty. But we moved him away from grass, and he was going so well over there, and then he had a little injury. Uh, a lot of people actually don't even know that he injured himself in the win. He won a free-for-all, and he, he still went, I think it was about 25.50, and he actually um, he did a, I think it was a, a pin muscle or something like that, in the race, and still managed to hold on as kind of the tenacity that he has. And then he just ha- didn't quite have that confidence when he returned from um, from that injury over the 4.50. I don't know whether that was you know, mental or or what it was there. And then um, as soon as Robbie moved him back to the casino, he you know, broke the track record over the 4.11 and then obviously went on to win that Beef Week Cup. So he's got his confidence back. So we're like, you know what, let's give him a go back at Grafton and see how he goes. And then from then onwards, it'll be 5.20s and, and start chasing some of the, the bigger bigger feature races over that distance. Yeah, and I'm, I guess the, the advantage of him that's have, had those starts over the, the 4.50 and the 4.80, I guess if he jumps well enough at the, the 3.50, uh, at Grafton, you know he's going to be one of the, the stronger late in the race, so it's going to give him every chance, isn't it? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Now, I mean, there'll be some great dogs there, and it's, it's exciting to have that home that series kind of on our home track there, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck uh, with him going to the Thunderbolt, and then, uh, of course, uh, where we see him after that, perhaps in town over the 500. Uh, so uh, he's a beauty. He's a, he's a star sprinter, no doubt about that. So thanks for the chat, Alan, and... I'm sure we'll get to Appreciate speak again soon. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Will do. There's Alan Hilsinger, who owns Integrity Mate, the winner of the Beef Wheat Cup at Casino last week. And as you just heard, heading to the Thunderbolt at Grafton in a couple of weeks' time. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Michelle Sultana, who trains Mr. Determined. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. We're now joined by Jeff Rose, who is the president of the Gundadar Greyhound Racing Club, and they've got a big carnival uh, coming up. The Chief Havoc. Good morning to you, Jeff. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm not too bad. More importantly, how are things uh, progressing as far as the carnival is concerned? Only just around the corner. I'm sure you're very excited. Yeah, mate, it's going quite well. We've got our heats of the uh, Labrobes uh, Maiden here, Chief uh, the Labrobes Peripheral Maiden. That's on this weekend, the seven heats of that. Very strong field. We could have got eight, I think, but we ended up putting on seven, or the graders did. Uh, also, next week, next Sunday, you've got the heats of the Chief Heavy 
over the 527 also the heats of the uh, Labrokes uh, Hoteliers race here, which is uh, over 347 metres. There'll be eight heats of that and four of the maiden, uh, four of the chief averages if we can. But yeah, some very good strong nominations expected, mate. Yeah, and just run us through some of the the names that you're expecting for the chief havoc. I believe I, I spoke to Jack Smith last week, and he's hoping that we we might see Jungle Juice up there. Yeah, with well, Jungle Juice, uh, Jack was uh, arrived here yesterday. He, he uh, put a few dogs around. Uh, we had uh, uh, Jason McCoy he come and put a few dogs about. Uh, I don't know what their names is. I don't ask them what their names is. They put some dogs around. There's been some, yeah, uh, Mark Davidson, he's had some dogs going around here. He was up here last week. He had Mickey D won a heat for the Thunderbolt, which goes over to uh, Grass. And I think he could end up with uh, electrolytes going into the uh, cup. So, yeah, it's been very promising. Some young dogs, some dogs coming around, but what was they nominate? I won't know that till tomorrow morning, Mark, uh, Matt. But it, it seems very promising that that $40,000 seems to draw a fair class of dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And and tell us about the, the off-track entertainment that, that you might have uh, uh, booked for the night, I suppose. Obviously, yeah, we know how hot the racing will be on track. Uh, what is their off-track for, for people that want to come along and enjoy the night? Well, mate, we, we'll have all our canteen bar going. We'll have the jumping cars and all that for the kids. We've got face painting and that going on for the kids. So there's a fair bit of entertainment here that keeps them going. They'll get all their free lollies and ice cream and that which normally we put out there. All the heaters, look, it's forecasting are pretty chilly, so we've got the heaters. It's an enclosed bedding ring, so it should be pretty good in there. It should be a good night's race or good twilight racing. And, uh, mate, I expect a pretty good crowd. It, it's, look, it's probably one of the strongest uh, races in country New South Wales in our area up here because, you know, we're the only tap track outside Grafton, Maitland and uh, Dubbo. So it gives them a chance to go for big money. But uh, the Chief Havoc's always been a... A race that the big gone after, like uh, before the threat of closure, mate. We're paying five thousand dollars a win for the May for their chief havoc. We're paying forty thousand now. It makes a big difference. It's really boom. So we've really got some good. I expect some real good to come up because it is a race where people want to win. Chief havoc is one of the greatest dogs in the world, if not the greatest dog in the world. Yeah, and that's a beautiful segue into into Chief Havoc. I've... Is it true in saying that he's buried there on the track at Gunnedaran? Just, yes. just tell the the listeners what he meant he's to the meant to the town of Gunnedah. Just outside of Gunnedah, uh, about twenty yep. k's out, and a bloke by a bloke of Swan bred him, and he was bought by a bloke by the name of Jackie Millet, who was a bookmaker in the area. And Jackie's uh, sons and that still live in the area today. Uh, Jackie had bought him as the ugly duckling, ugly duckling, I think. The right price was about 13 guineas, and he went on to win massive racing, mate. It's uh, unbelievable how many this dog won. He, he just, he was well in 1944. He was by try on our Thelma's mate. And uh, in one run in 1947 at Harold Park, Chief Havoc was racing him against the clock. 17,000 people went to watch him race against the clock. Every distance, every distance recorded, which was over 440, 500, 600, 700, 750 and 800 yards back in them days. He either broke or equal every track record standing in one single run. Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty incredible, isn't it? I don't know what's more incredible, the fact that he did that or the fact that there were 17,000 people on track to, to watch him pretty much do a solo trial. That's, that's 
pretty amazing in, in, in this day and age where sort of crowds have, are not what they were in the past. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's, uh, he's had 30, he had 36 starts for 26 wins, uh, two-thirds, and he's recorded races like Grafton, Cessnock, Gosford, Casino, Lismore, Wollongong, Wentworth Park, Harold Park twice, Maitland, Tamworth, Dapto, and believe it or not, Bathurst, and never raced Gunnada. Unbelievable, isn't it? He was born and bred here in the town. But, uh, yeah, he's buried just down here behind our 527 boxes. The mighty Chief Havoc is buried down there. He's still there today. Yeah, well, that's that's an incredible story, and and it sounds like they could make a movie out of him, and and it would be it would be uh, an incredible movie as well. So, I'm sure you'll do him justice of as you do most years with the running of the Chief Havoc uh, yeah, up there in a couple of weeks' very time. Very proud of him. Very proud of him, Matt. We've got a life-size statue of him here. If anyone wants to have a look at him, it used to be down on the road, but now we've. Uh, They've changed it to a bypass, and we've brought him into the office now down here to the uh, dog track now. So there's a life-size statue of him. It's exactly what he looked like, the same size, the whole lot. And he's here, and if anyone wants to come and have a look at him, he's a magnificent dog. And he's known as Patches, a big white white dog with horn patches. That's how he got his name. And yeah, it's great to see a dog recognised. It was that great. I think he's also, Matt, the only greyhound went to, he's in the Hall of Fame in America and never left the shores of Australia. Oh, that's even more incredible. That, this, yeah. What you, no, what you just said to me is, has not, I, I didn't know too much about him before our chat this morning, but what you've just said to me is blowing my mind. That's, that's pretty incredible. And, and no, I, know, I have no doubts that you guys are, are incredibly proud of him and, and will do him justice over the upcoming carnival. Mate, he's... Uh... I think everyone wants to win the Chief Havoc Memorial. It's a, a special race, the Chief Havoc Memorial. And I think you'll find the good dogs will come to it because they love to be, uh, love to be involved with the, the story of Chief Havoc. Jackie Woodward in the record years and years ago put a story of it. It's still a great story today. The home wrote about him. He, he's an immortal of greyhound racing in Australia, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely, and, and deservedly so. With what you just told me, that's that's pretty amazing, and and uh, to have been alive in that era to to see him go around would have been pretty would have been something pretty special. Well, good luck, Jeff, over the upcoming carnival. I hope it all goes well, and and hope you get terrific fields and and a big superstar can win the Chief Havoc Memorial Thanks, there in Matt. a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Matt. And I, th- I have no doubt at all the underground support is a, a great event. Thank you very much. There we have Jeff Rose, the president of the, the Gunnedah Carnival, uh, with the Chief Havoc Memorial coming up in a couple of weeks' time. And, and what a story. Uh, he is Chief Havoc, an absolute superstar of greyhound racing. So, unfortunately, we can't get a hold of Michelle Sultana with Mr Determined, who goes around in the Gosford Gold Mine tonight. He was the fastest qualifier, and he's a very, very good dog. Will take a lot of beating there. But that wraps up Going Greyhounds this morning. Of course, we've got heats of the 7.15 this week. That'll be the, the main event uh, in New South Wales, no doubt, this weekend. And, of course, the Wagga Gold Cup, uh, with the Victorians having all three heat winners last week, Corey and Samantha Grenfell. Till next week, take care. The podcast will be up online very shortly. The best of luck to you all.